Today, we're talking about all the things inspired action. Because taking action is a very important step in the manifestation process, despite what some people might say. And that's because no physical manifestation happens without physical action by you or someone or something else. But before we get into that, I want to share with you that these first episodes of The Soul Led Millionaire are actually episodes that I recorded in a previous podcast that I used to have back in 2019. And the reason that I want to include these episodes in this show is because I think it's such a great way to see someone's journey, to see their progress, to see how far they've come. I know I always love seeing someone else's experience and the obstacles they've overcome, as well as what they've learned, as well as how they've evolved over time. So I think it's a great way to bring this to you, to show you where I was at only those few years ago and to see how far I've come since then. As well as the fact that these episodes were great when I recorded them, and they're very dear to me, so I figured, why waste them? Why not let you have these episodes as well? So I hope you enjoy this episode, and if you do, please come over and leave a review for the show, and let me know on Instagram what you thought of it. Now, without further ado, let's get into the episode. When we manifest... When we're trying to turn our thoughts into things, it requires action being taken on a mental, emotional, and spiritual spectrum. So that's like the visualizing and the meditation and the gratitude and the scripting. But for it to show up in our physical reality, physical action needs to be taken. It needs to be taken for it to manifest. And that is the sweet spot for inspired action. So talking about all this inspired action, what actually is inspired action? And I feel there's a little bit of confusion around what inspired action is. I've heard that it's taking the big, scary action steps that you've been terrified to take, or that it's just sitting around and doing nothing and just waiting for your desires to manifest. Or, now this is the trickiest one, it's just waiting until you feel inspired. Yeah, no, no, it's none of those. (laughs) Inspired action is actually intuitive. It's yin energy, and it comes from from a place of surrender. It's knowing clearly what you want and listening out to be guided. It's when you ask the universe for $2,000 for your New Year's Eve trip to Fiji and then you go to the gym for a workout and strike up a conversation with a woman whose husband is a producer and is looking for a couple to shoot a quick commercial that weekend and the payment for the job is $2,000. Not even kidding you, this actually happened. (laughs) Me and my boyfriend at the time were going to Fiji for New Year's Eve with our friends and we needed two grand for our accommodation and for our flights. And we were like, how the hell are we going to do this? How are we going to get it? But I put up an intention like, universe, this is what I want. Make it happen. (laughs) And then a few days later, I was at the gym and started talking to this woman. And because at the time, like I was young, I was still trying to be an actor and still in my actor phase. and this woman's husband happened to be a producer and they needed a couple to shoot this commercial and it was actually two grand. And oh my God, the story continues to get even crazier. So there was like a cyclone, a cyclone that hit Fiji the week before we were due to go there and it decimated the island that we were staying at, but it it only took out our hotel, <laughs> the well, our resort actually. The resort that we were staying at was the only one that had to be shut down. So we were like, oh shit, what are we going to do? Because 
most of the accommodation at the other resorts were booked out or they were like 10 times the price and we we couldn't afford it. So we were like, oh my God, we're not going to be able to go to this freaking trip. And then we told our friends and they were like, hold on, hold on, let's see what we can do. And it turns out one of our friend's bosses had a room that he had already booked at the Hilton, but he wanted to stay at the Sheraton Villas. And so they wound up staying at the Sheraton Villas while they had this room at the Hilton free. So they gave it to us. (laughs) I mean, you can't make that stuff up. That's insane. Like, that's what happened. So that's inspired action, right? (laughs) Inspired action is asking the universe for guidance on creating a new recurring income stream through your business. And then when you're rummaging through the garage an hour later, a book falls into your lap or into your, not your lap because you'd be standing, into your hand that sparks an idea on what to create to produce that new income stream, right? That's what inspired action is. Inspired action is not making yourself follow someone else's strategy to a T that doesn't feel good, that's not in alignment with you, that you don't actually like doing, but you're doing it because the person had a six-figure launch with this strategy. No, that's not inspired action. That's more like masculine action. And masculine action is like the hustle. It's the workaholic. It's the yang energy. And it comes from a place of pure willpower. You know, it's being up past 2 a.m. and prepping for your launch, even though you're beyond tired because you have to grit it out. It's being in control of every aspect of your business, even if you're not the best and most efficient at it, right? It's like, it's holding all the control, holding all the cards. It's making things bend to your will, essentially. (laughs) Sounds great, right? (laughs) So going back to inspired action. To receive inspiration, you need to be present, not in your head, not planning your to-do list, not thinking of different strategies and solutions for your business. It's being in this present moment and asking the universe how you can be of service and then listening for an answer. Then when you receive the message, it's about taking action on that message and having faith and trust that it will come into manifestation. And that puts you into the energy of receiving. Now, the easiest way to tell if you're working in the right energy for you is if it energizes you. If taking masculine action and hustling energizes you, that's the right energy for you, right? If taking inspired action by leaning back and letting guidance come to you energizes you, that's the right energy for you. The best way to tell if you're not in the right action-taking energy is that you will feel drained. So this is something I've struggled with a lot in the past. Believing that I have to work hard to make money, that I have to outwork everyone, that I have to stay up late, that I have to sacrifice... But the more that I've actually learned to work in balance and in my natural state of yin energy, the more I've learned to lean back and let inspired guidance come to me. And it comes to me more that the more that I lean back. And it's gotten easier and easier and I feel more and more energized the longer I do this, right? Because I'm working within the natural energetic state of me. Now, you don't have to be a female to work within yin energy, right? It's whatever is your natural state. Even if you're a man and you prefer to work within more yin energy, that's totally fine. If you're a woman and you prefer to work more in masculine energy, that's fine. And like it energizes you, that's exactly what's perfect for you. It's like the difference between working smart and working hard, right? Because I have worked harder to make $10,000 
then I have to make $100,000, right? Do you get that? I've worked harder to make $10,000 in a year than I have to make a hundred grand in a year. And so as the years go on, as time goes on, I'm refining and learning and balancing my energies. And so money coming to me is a lot easier. It isn't as draining as it has been in the past because I predominantly used to work more, more in my masculine energy. But now that I'm working with my natural energy, my natural state of yin, me leaning back and money coming in is getting easier and easier and easier. So as I keep learning and applying, it gets easier to make more money because I'm living more and more in balance with my yin, yang, masculine, feminine energies. So I just want to say this. When you ask for guidance in your place of surrender, an action plan will come. An action plan that doesn't involve working 24-7. An action plan that doesn't require it to be difficult or a struggle. An action plan that is the path of least resistance, that's creative, that's fun, and that fills you with joy. And this is exactly how my Money Mindset course came about because I hadn't planned to create it at all. At all. I didn't want to create another product unless it was something I felt totally alive aligned with, right? Like it was inspired. It came about in an inspiring way. And I actually remember telling a friend earlier in the year, I was like, I just can't be bothered creating another product for the sake of creating another product. I want to be inspired to create it. I want it to come out of me like a baby, (laughs) but not as gross. So I wanted to create something that literally made me feel excited. You know, it made me feel joyful. It made me feel abundant AF. (laughs) Something that made me feel in my creative feminine yin energy because I hadn't created a product yet that actually made me feel that way. And I don't know if you know my business, but I have a lot of products. Like I have created a lot of products over the years. I think the last time I counted, I had like 13, maybe more than that. And none of them I had absolute joy creating. I created created them because they were necessary and because what my audience wanted, but I wasn't like necessarily aligned with it in the way that I wanted to be and in the way that was aligned with my natural energy state. And then what happened was I was at home one night this year working through my money mindset stuff. I had just uncovered a new limiting belief that I was surprised about and I was doing my journaling process. And I, you know, when you like to distract yourself, (laughs) I looked at my emails and someone asked me how to clear limiting beliefs around money. And I was like, "Oh, oh, funny you ask. I'm actually doing that right now. And so when I went to write a reply to her, I wrote like all the steps of what to do. And I had like an epiphany when I was writing these, these steps. I was like, oh my God, this is the course. This is the course. I just created the outline of a course. And so I wrote the daily lessons, all 14 of them. There's now 15, but I wrote 14. And they flowed out of me effortlessly, effortlessly. It, did, it was easy to create. And then I sent a couple of emails to my list announcing the course and 28 people enrolled in the first hour. And that was it. That was total inspired action. None of it was a struggle. I didn't force it into being. It came to me. It came to me. It didn't drain me. And it felt 100% in alignment and in my zone of genius And it's honestly the easiest experience I've ever had creating and selling a course. The easiest. That's what inspired guidance and inspired action is. That's what it feels like. It's not hard. It's easy. It almost is as if everything just unfolds naturally, but you are moving pieces 
but you're not the full controller of it. But you're trusting that the universe is navigating for you. Now, in saying that, it doesn't mean you can't work in the opposite energies, and it doesn't mean you won't work in the opposite energies either. We continuously move between both depending on the environment and the situations we're in. But it just means that when you do work in the opposite energy, it's just going to take a lot out of you because it's not where you naturally derive your energy from. You know, it's like the introvert extrovert spectrum. Extroverts derive their energy from being around people, whereas introverts derive their energy from being alone and like essentially recharging on their own. Neither one is right or wrong, but they both work better in their natural environments if they derive energy from them. Okay, so let's take a look at your life currently and see where you are on the scale. Where do you fit on the scale? A lot of us swing between both or can be more dominant in the opposite energy. Like I said before, how I lived a lot in my masculine energy and it drained the hell out of me. Ask yourself, do you feel more drained or more energized when it comes to your work, when it comes to creating money, when it comes to manifesting, your manifesting process? Which one do you feel you are? Once you know, then you know which spectrum you've got to work on, whether it's more masculine or more feminine and balancing them out. So how do we then make space for inspired action to come in? Well, first of all, it's about clearing your mind. It's about freeing your mind. And in order to do that, your life needs to be clear. It needs to be in order, essentially. Now, I don't mean like A-type OCD order. I just mean that it needs to flow better. The energy in your life needs to flow better. Because using your intuition or meditating or asking for guidance from the universe is very difficult if your mind is cluttered with things like the laundry needs to be done or my room is a mess, it needs to be cleaned, or, oh crap, I haven't done my taxes, I need to do my taxes, I really, really got to do my taxes, but I haven't done my taxes because I don't want to do my taxes, or, oh man, I have to go to the dentist, I don't want to go to the dentist, but I have to go, like that stuff, <laughs> you know, the really little mundane things that eat away at you because you avoid them or you just put them off. <laughs> so whatever it takes to free your mind, to clear it, you've got to commit to it because mess can actually create disruptive energy. So my mom used to always tell me when I was a teenager because I was very messy, I had a very messy room. She was like, you know, if your room is messy, it shows how messy your mind is. And I was like, hmm, I'm still not going to clean my room, mom thinks. Um, but as I've gotten older, I was like, oh my God, she was actually right. I know she just wanted me to clean my room, but she was right because when my space is messy, because I am still messy, not as bad, but I'm still messy. I feel more frantic. I don't feel grounded. I don't feel like the energy is clear. It's flowing. So in order for me to feel more that way, all I got to do is just put my clothes in the drawers, you know? Put the dishes in the dishwasher because <laughs> I'm really bad for having cups in my <laughs> bedroom, like mugs because I have a lot of coffee. Everything in your life needs to be in order to really go into a space of asking, to receive that guidance and inspiration. It's decluttering. And it actually reminds me of a story by Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, Big Magic. And she talked about how she was just like waiting for the inspiration to like write this next, next chapter in her book. And she was waiting and it just wasn't coming and she was like fully uninspired and just felt like drained and was like annoyed and frustrated and she talked about how she almost had to seduce her creativity back to her 
And what she wound up doing was she looked around her environment. She she looked at herself and everything was messy. You know, she had like mugs just like me, like on the table. And she was in her pajamas, like track suits. And she was in like some old t-shirt that had stains on it. And her hair wasn't washed and it was, you know, not done up or anything. And she thought to herself, would you be attracted to me if you were creativity? Would you want to penetrate me with all your ideas? If this is what you were getting? No, no. So what she did is she (laughs) went and had a shower. She cleaned up. She dressed up, like actually dressed up, put on jeans, put on a nice outfit, put on makeup, did her hair, put on lipstick. And she sat down at her desk. And then all of a sudden, all the creativity and the ideas came to her and she started writing because she had cleared space energetically for her creativity to come in, for ideas and inspiration to come in. She actually cleared space and she dressed up for it, right? She dressed up for inspired guidance. That's pretty cool. So that's what it reminds me of. So in saying that, let's look at what might need your attention in your life and environment so that you can feel ready to receive, so that you can have the space free for inspired guidance and inspired action to come to you, okay? So the first thing is, How does your current home environment feel to you? Is it unsettled? Is it dusty? Is it dark? Is it cold? Is it damp? Is it good? Is it spacious? Is it light? Is it bright? Is it expansive? What does it actually feel like to you? And what connection do you think your home environment has to blocking out wealth? Journal that one. Another thing you can ask yourself is what things in your home needs attention or needs to be moved or cleared or just fixed? Like I said, there might be clothes on your dresser that you just need to put in drawers. Maybe there's like a bookshelf that you need to tidy up. Maybe there's like a bag of old stuff that you have been waiting to donate but you haven't donated yet so it's just been like sitting by the door move that out of the way (laughs) maybe there's dishes or your office needs to be cleaned whatever it is what needs your attention now what about your office space where you work what is it is it messy is it organized is it comfortable is it awkward what is it how does it feel to you now what specific action can you take to fix this what would make your office space feel flowy feel spacious, feel like the energy has been cleared and opened up for inspiration to come in. What can you do? Is there like files that you need to put away? Are there books that you need to to move? Are there mugs that you need to put in the sink and wash? What is it? You know, how can you create an inviting office space so that you can invite your creativity, invite inspired action into your life? Okay, so journal on those questions. Now, how can you ask for and receive inspired guidance to take action? Now, because we're working in yin energy, this requires you to get quiet, get present and get reflective. So you need to create a safe space a secure space for yourself because you'll be going into a vulnerable place. So maybe you need like some space in your home to be alone. Maybe it's your room, close your door. If you live with people, Uh, light up a candle or candles, put your crystals out, put your fluffy robe on because this is a technique that requires a lot of inner reflection, but it needs you to feel safe in order to do it. But this creates great amounts of wealth. And it's journaling. Not just journaling because for the sake of journaling, but there's like two parts to it. So the first part is you need to just like fill the pages 
to clear your mind. Just write everything in that you're just thinking and feeling just like blah, 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 word vomit. Get that out. Done. Next part is you start asking questions. And this is why you need to be in a quiet, reflective space and you need to feel safe in it because you're going to ask for guidance from the universe. So in a simple way, when it's when you're quiet, ask questions like, dear God or dear universe or dear Allah, dear Krishna, whatever, whoever you believe in, whatever you believe in, dear ancestors, and ask the questions that you want to know. Dear universe, what can I do to create my first six-figure month? What course am I meant to create if I am a health coach or a life coach or a business coach? What do I need to do next in order to receive this? Write the questions, then put your pen down and listen internally for the answer. This is the key, listening. And by doing this, asking the questions, journaling, you find that your truth unfolds. And as you become more aligned with who you are, as you become more in tune with yourself, you'll be able to differentiate between your higher self and what you want to hear, between the messages from the universe and what you want to hear. And the energy of truth is clear and clean because it's divinely inspired. So be open and available for receiving the truth and receiving the messages. But that's what I mean. You've got to be quiet in order to receive them. Okay, that is all I have to say on inspired action. What do you think about that? (laughs) I have thoroughly loved this episode today because I feel like it clears a lot of things up about inspired action and really gets to the heart of what it is and how you can actually tap into receiving inspired action because I really feel like a lot of people have let this part of the manifesting process kind of go by the wayside because it's supposed to be inspired action but you can actually cultivate inspired action you can create it you can invite it in like look at Elizabeth Gilbert you can actually make inspired action happen easily and frequently and naturally if you work with it right if you work with the universe And that's how you wind up creating your life deliberately and consciously because you're co-creating with the universe. Hey, it's Elise again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a lot out of it. And if you did, I would love for you to share your review of this episode on iTunes. I want this podcast to get out to as many people as possible to help them become soul-led millionaires. So if you could do that, if you love the show and you want to share the love, please make sure you leave a review. If you would like more goodies, if you just can't get enough and you want to learn even more, I have a free three-day workshop on how to manifest $1,000 or more in 30 days that I would love for you to take. All the details of that are in the show notes below. Otherwise, if you just want to say hi, come over to Instagram at Elise McDowell. Thank you once again for listening to this episode. I will see you again soon.